in this digital world we are governed by algorithms there's no surprise there social media content consumption data monitoring targeted marketing reading our deep patterns everything is there governed by a software code that maps us looks into our patterns very closely and everything happens seamlessly we are concerned with it sure no doubt but is it that we are governed by algorithms only now or have we always been governed by them let's look into that in our today's conversation welcome to 13 13 is a podcast about being and creating in this podcast we acknowledge the mundane and celebrate the everyday here we interact read and share our experiences with an intent to be and to create your host for today are prasanna and myself shantesh let's get started A few days ago, we were having this conversation about how algorithms are governing us, and there is a deep pattern which is there. But the algorithms are not designed to kind of target our patterns. In fact, we have been having patterns which the algorithms cracked, and they have been doing it only efficiently. But we have been sort of governed by algorithms because if we look at the meaning of algorithm, it's not a program, it's not a software, it's not a code. but it's essentially if this then that nothing else and so if the boss is looking at me then i will work very efficiently or very sincerely at least appearing to be sincere all these are nothing but governed by algorithms or looking good basically that we do is nothing but a response to algorithm now we don't need computers and softwares to crack us they are only doing it far more efficiently but they are doing it because we have been actually doing it they are not doing it we are we have been doing it and they are just sort of milking the situation so that was the premise in which we had this conversation a few weeks ago yeah so uh, from the context setting point of view shantesh i remember when we were discussing this topic it was in the uh, context of youtube when it comes to youtube uh, videos i was mentioning that how algorithms dictate us to do certain things in certain way maybe the kind of thumbnails i use they decide my uh, ctr which is the click through rate so when a person a viewer sees a thumbnail based on the thumbnail the person decides whether to click or not and algorithms based on that result will decide whether this channel is worth uh, spreading in their uh, network or it should they should leave it so this was the idea and then we said how then i may start with Uh, putting fancy or whatever the algorithm wants me to put as thumbnail to begin with but then that is the first level then my second dictation will happen when the content itself then after few days i will realize the content which actually algorithms want me to put has to be a song or has to be a dance or has to be a, a fancy tune something like that so like kacha badam or something was there no in between on instagram songs so i am i now going to get into that level just to meet the algorithm requirement shall i start dancing on the tunes or shall i continue doing my thing and that was a discussion you had a very valid point and a very powerful observation there that it's not the algorithms that tell us what we should do rather it is it has been always there like the market now just to put the old saying jatha uh, jatha raja tatha praja is something which used to be called in the past days where which is uh, as the king is so is the uh, public in that uh, town or uh, rajya now in democracy it is opposite it is jatha praja tatha raja 
which means in this case also if you see the algorithms are ruling based on human needs so somewhere we want these things to be there and that's why the algorithms are being modified in that direction so that was the conversation which we were having and we also had the conversation about how the algorithm without the absence of these codes the algorithms still have existed which have been governing our actions yeah absolutely so if you see some of the things like let's take one example like bollywood for example now who rules the uh, algorithm for bollywood for example so i think in the 80s and the 90s the kind of movies were there was it because the movies were made like that that people had to see it or was there a demand for such things whether it is the david dhawan movies or the jitendra jayaprada uh, songs so all those things maybe i don't know maybe the public was asking for this there was a demand there was a space for that kind of content and that's why it was getting created i don't know mm-hmm. so this is a very important question because this is connected to that same point again because today the algorithms are asking for the clickbait content that's right but i'm again looking at our deeper actions because uh, what you are asking is or what you are looking at is from content creation point of view today the content creation happens on a little device that we carry in our pockets and so it's far more easier and anybody and everybody is creating content like we are creating podcast and uh, spamming people's uh, message box every <laughs> friday uh, it's it's it, it is done very easily in the 90s it was perhaps only the privileged who could uh, afford or somebody who had good funding or a backup could really do that and there were gatekeepers as well yeah 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 absolutely and uh, having said that uh, uh, they used to be governed by the public probably but what i am looking at is from the public point of view that we have always been governed by algorithms and not in the context of content creation or content consumption at all but in the context of let's say how we behave in an academic circle how we behave in our institutions how we project ourselves in front of our teachers are we submissive are we not are we becoming sincere are we not everything is kind of governed by a certain set of rules that we create for ourselves and we start believing in those rules now whether those rules are real or not is another question whether that teacher is expecting that level of uh, obedience or not is another question probably the teacher does not even care or wouldn't even notice but it's a story that we've created and if this happens then i will do this if that happens then i will do this otherwise i will do this and so these set of rules that we have kept or created we start believing in in those rules so much so that it becomes a reality and when it becomes a reality you start getting obsessed with them and when you get obsessed with them you start getting overwhelmed and when you are overwhelmed there's an anxiety and when there is an anxiety there's also a breakdown and everything starts kind of going into a spiral from there on and that's where i'm a little more concerned where how we have allowed these algorithms in the absence of even a code or a software or this computer world itself to govern us and i really wanted to i i really am looking at touching this aspect yeah so this i get your point santesh and that's a very deeper aspect uh, to be very honest and i think it has to do with the human consciousness if you see when it, when it comes to animals or uh, other uh, insects if you see for that matter they go by instincts so there is the survival instinct there is the response which is coming out of a reaction and all those things are happening when it comes to human beings in addition to that in addition to survival instinct and the other uh, human instincts based on their needs and requirement there is also the consciousness so on one way based on my reactions to your facial expressions and your response to my conversation i will be acting in a subconscious way but also consciously i can see myself from a third angle 
being sitting here in my chair, you sitting there and we doing the recording and all the whole setup because I have that consciousness like all human beings have. So there comes the point of creating some meaning for what we are doing, which is not there in case of any other species. But we want to have some meaning. And that's the source. I would. That's what my understanding is that that's at the source of building these principles or tenets or you can say as maybe in the past also we had discussed this it is like we are born in this water so that mm. discussion between two fish uncle fish and baby fish where the uh, uncle fish asked the baby fish that how is the water and the baby fish says what is water so mm. that's how it is for us we are born in these uh, principles or algorithms as you can say the rules which are set so that's one i think way of looking at it i may be wrong but that's what is coming mm. to my mind we are born in this set of algorithms Rather than that, I would say that we are born in a conducive environment where sets of algorithms can be created very quickly and we start making them instantaneously. And if we go deeper and deeper, we see, we can start seeing and noticing a pattern within. But essentially, there are three fundamental reasons why we start making them. First is for anything and everything that happens, we associate a meaning. Yes. Second is that we are always trying to look good. And from looking good, you start behaving in a certain manner. You start creating and recreating your responses in a certain manner. And the third aspect is that when you kind of get used to these rules, and if those rules seem to work, you tend to use them. If they don't, immediately you reject them. But the moment they seem to work, you assume that they are to be true and they are universal. And your rules are different than my rules. But because it worked in your case in the first time, or it did not work, you have decided either to accept it or reject it. And therefore, all our rules start becoming different, but we become slaves to them. We are enslaved in a way because we start believing in them so much so that, that you are kind of then almost on the threshold of becoming an OCD. And we don't realize that, uh, uh, that, that uh, gravity of the situation, but all of us, almost all of us, are kind of unknowingly going through this grind in a way. Absolutely. And as as we were saying that one of the points which you mentioned, uh, other than uh, trying to look good or adhere to the policies and the principles which are already set, just so that I can tick mark and be part of the society in a way, or uh, the first part of attaching meaning that those two are absolutely valid and strong. And the third part, which I think you added, but I just want to add more on that is if you see uh, right from the time we are born, like take the example of time and date of birth date of birth and time of birth now that is something which is agreed by all of us that it is when the baby is comes out of the mother's womb and sees the outer world now if in reality we all know that is not the real time of the birth of that baby the baby is there in for some more time and then if you go to the science part of it where if you go to the birth of the sperm itself or the egg itself that is we don't even know that that might be hundreds and millions of years ago because it is coming from generation to generation so you don't exactly know the birth time or the birth date of any so-called human being or the being which we want to say or the self so mm. th th there is no relation but then to think in this line itself is a problem for me because i have been trained to think in certain ways because my astronomy is based on that my astrology is based on that my uh, physical being is based on that on my date of birth and my uh, 
टाइम ऑफ बर्थ में भी एंड माई एजुकेशनल बैकग्राउंड और माई एजुकेशन लाइक फॉर एग्जाम्पल फाइव ईयर्स आफ्टर द बर्थ ऑफ फाइव ईयर्स आई शुड बी गोइंग टू स्कूल एंड आफ्टर एंट्रिंग इन टू स्कूल देर इज अ सर्टन पैटर्न ऑफ एजुकेशन सिस्टम विच एवरी वन हैज टू फॉलो सो दिस इज ऑल कमिंग फ्रॉम यू सी फंक्शनल आस्पेक्ट्स ऑफ इट मे बी सम मे आर्ग्यू दट नो देन वॉट इज द अदर वे टू डू एट सो इट इज नॉट अबाउट वॉट इज द अदर वे टू डू द पॉइंट इज टू एक्नोलेज दट दीज आर द गिवन सेट्स इन विच वी हैव पुट आवर सेल्फ एंड वी हैव नॉट क्वेश्चन दम and the questioning is not about rejecting i am saying i am not talking about rejection here i am just talking about questioning and observing them a critical observation yes yeah i think somewhere it's we are also trained to become rational at the same time we are imbibed with fear so much that you are almost sort of not looking at things the way they are and the way they aren't simply even not even looking at things the way they are and they the way they aren't and we think we are rational but we are scared to open our eyes and critically look at ourselves at the same time and that is something which is a concerning matter and it's easier said than done but it's a baggage that we are carrying like you said perhaps even and and in a meta sense i'm talking but perhaps the baggage that we are carrying is way farther than even when we were born because it was passed on for generations in a way that for example uh that in a family the men are supposed to behave in a certain way as a tradition it's imbibed and then all the men start behaving in that manner then a little boy is born and that person is also behaving in a certain manner because it's supposed to be so the rule was set even before that little boy was born and therefore we start sort of collecting and accumulating things that go way beyond our lifespan in a way and and we don't even know where they're coming from and yet we tend to start getting shaped and molded into that making it a reality and so when we are taught to look at things rationally but also fear is imbibed alongside then what happens is that you start rationally justifying what has been working for you rather than critically looking at things and observing them and really kind of closely just observing the way they are and the way they aren't and that yeah. that creates a bigger gap absolutely and then when we talk about the topic of algorithm again chante so there is a programming which is done for the rules which are set or the flow chart as we say in the software language which is created for with these algorithms so that whole flow chart is again based on certain basic understandings which we have and that's what is happening for year after year and uh, that exactly what i was saying that it all comes from how uh, the society has evolved there are certain things which have been done uh, in a very different way and that we have challenged those things even though they were, they came generation after generation but we have challenged those things and there are certain things which are not challenged in fact the moment you try to challenge those things there will be a lot of uh, uh, you can say reaction to that so to summarize this conversation we started with the idea that the algorithms has been have been governing us and way before even computer programs and the coding and everything came into picture it's perhaps only they have understood our pattern and are doing it far more efficiently for us but it's not that the algorithms are governing us we are getting ourselves governed by the algorithms and therefore it's that we are getting ourselves used by a system by a code by a program or by the set of rules that we have created and we've made our reality and so looking at this if we just create a little distance and observe ourselves in a 
from a third person perspective and see how our actions are we could probably get a glimpse into how much we are kind of controlled and while i say that i'm aware of even the way it's easy for me to say it's when i'm in the mode of getting used i'm also aware that i'm being used and still a lot of times i can't do anything about it and and it's that's why it's easier to say but extremely sort of difficult and so perhaps the simple way to kind of get out of it is simply being observant just critical observation is really necessary and that's a vital skill which is being missed into our system somewhere so the reason why we find it difficult shantesh or even to the uh, to reach that level of observation forget about coming to any conclusion and taking in actions we don't even want to get want to get into that just to stay at this level of observation also why we don't want to do is it because it makes us uncomfortable it is difficult for us it is a kind of awkwardness which is there in us which doesn't allow us to be in that state for a long time and that is why if you see every time we are in that questioning stage and we start uh, trying to observe that makes us uncomfortable and then we want to jump to the next available symbol book religion whatever you give me image i because that will give me some logic because there is a story with that image there is a story with that book and that story gives me peace at least for now even if it is real or unreal even it might act like a morphine to put me in a kind of dhund mein dalna but i am okay with that because i am at least at ease with that thought so that's that's the reason why we don't want to be in that uncomfortable stage of questioning and observing but why should we go into this uncomfortable stage if you look at this one fundamental question one might argue that what is the real necessity the real necessity is that the problems that we are facing or the issues and the differences of opinions that are always cropping up and to the extent that brutal violence is happening because of this in this world is because we are unwilling to put ourselves into this uncomfortable situation and question because then i start believing my rules are the real rules you believe that your rules are real rules therefore my rules must not be real and then you start imposing your rules onto me and when i don't you get upset now that upset level is varying in somebody they may just get upset and be quiet but why should one suppress on the other side why should one suppress and so they act and and the action could be extreme and we don't know to what extent it is taking us and that is exactly why we have to really step into Yeah, I completely agree. And for that, yeah, I completely agree, Shantesh, and uh, uh, that's absolutely correct. And then that's why otherwise the leveling happens, and then putting something uh, holier than thou approach, as we say, that my point is more hmm. valid than yours, my philosophy is more powerful than yours. So that kind of approach starts absolutely. Hmm, that's very true. Any final thought? No, I think it's a good space to be in this observation. It is uncomfortable for some time for sure, but then in the long run, it gives one a complete clarity. It frees us from the various constraints and bonds and ties which we have done ourselves, based on as you mentioned very well in articulating the three points of looking good and creating meaning. Out of that, we have created these meanings. It just frees us. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. But it gives you that freedom. and it reminds me of rumi's quote with which we will complete our today's conversation is that out beyond the ideas of wrong doing and right doing there is a field i will meet you there rumi says that and i think we will complete our conversations and leave you to ponder with these thoughts thank you for listening